Welcome to episode two of the Closing Time Podcast. I'm Joe McGuire. She is Abby Bro. Abby and I recently decided to team up and start working together. Uh, we have a really great broker, and we're very excited to be joining forces. Now, we're certainly open to advice from teams. Uh, mm, yes. Pro or con, let us know uh, things we should look out for, things we yeah. should know, things that we're eventually going to fight about. Yeah. That probably will happen. <laughs> Can't wait for the fight. Should we know that? We should probably know that in advance. Uh, so you can visit our Facebook page and make sure you like it. It's Closing Time Podcast. Just click on the page, uh, like it, and you can comment and let us know what we need to know. Uh, if you are an Instagrammer, I know Abby is a big, big Graham fan. I love it. Abby B. Realty. You could check her out there. Mm -hmm. I am Joe Aguire 629 uh, We'd love to interact with you again. If you're in a team or if you were on a team and it was horrible, let us know what we need to know as we begin our endeavor of working together and i'm very excited to be working with you me Abby, too Joe. you are not only a very cool person but you are a really great realtor thank you and i think that's super important when you're working with uh in a team situation is to have people that you like and respect for their work and, and as people yes i'm all in joe um thank you very much for the kind words yeah oh. very excited closingtimepodcast.com is our website so make sure you visit that you know, as often as you can. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to jump in here. Some some news that everybody should be aware of. This is super important. Uh, FHA has tightened some of its rules as far as underwriting is concerned. The Federal Housing Authority, our administration rather, uh, announced that uh, for higher risk loans, uh, it, this is about 50,000 applications a year could be affected by these new standards. Uh, credit scores below 620 and a debt-to-income ratio above 43%. Uh, going to be a lot harder to get these things closed going right. forward, which is probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, these my buyers that have these loans, maybe, you know, they typically have lower credit scores um, or perhaps small down payments, um, but they still want to buy a home, which is great. Um, my feeling about this, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned. I don't, I have no concerns for the market. This, you know, it's really, honestly, it's just keeping the market and also the homeowners healthy. Now, this doesn't mean you can't get one of not. if that's your situation. It just means that they're going to be a little more scrutinized. There might be a, 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 even a little more paperwork to an already, uh, paperwork heavy process. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, about 4% of, of FHA's mortgage applications, about 50,000 a year will be affected. Uh, now, FHA's main insurance fund, they say, is still in pretty healthy shape. But over the last couple of years, the agency's accepted an increased number of these high-risk applications. And unfortunately, it's starting to see performance decline. And I think it's probably best to sort of nip this in the bud mm -hmm. so that you don't have what you had about a decade ago when you eventually had a horrible housing bubble. So, Yeah, you don't want to see someone, you know, I don't want to sell a home to my client and then find out a few years later they can't afford it anymore. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, again, at the end of the day, when when you're when you're trying to sell somebody a home, uh, you know, you, you want to establish a relationship with that person. So in many cases, you might be friends or, or acquaintances with that person. You certainly don't want them out on the street in two years because you sold them a house they couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, more news that realtors should all be aware of. The Fed says they will not be raising rates for the rest of the year. Huge. They announced this uh, this past week after their March meeting. They're going to leave the short-term interest rates unchanged and signal that it's uh, it's pretty likely that they won't raise rates for the remainder of this year 
and for that matter, maybe a single rate increase for 2020 and then not one in 2021. Hmm. Right now, that mark is at 2.25, going up to 2.5%. So that is is, uh, pretty big news. The rate is not directly tied to mortgage rates, but it does influence them. Uh, It obviously influences the entire economy and... uh, you know, we've seen the the Fed over the last decade or so keep those rates at, at historically record low numbers. As we get the economy moving, and now that the economy is moving, unfortunately, you're seeing, once again, what you saw back during the, the, the bad times mm-hmm. where you're getting a lot of these bad mortgages. So good job all in all with FHA. Good news with the Fed rate. Bad news for McMansions. <laughs> uh, not surprising. Mm-hmm. The reason we call them McMansions is they're, you know, they are what they are. Right. Uh, baby boomers and a lot of retirees who built these supersized homes are finding them much tougher to sell. Now, about 15 years ago, a lot of retirees were picking up these high-end five, six-bedroom homes in nicer climates, easy access to credit, and the housing boom. But keeping up with the maintenance, of course, uh can be challenging as they get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so these McMansions are not as appealing to this whole new crop of buyers. Get this, Abby. This yeah. is nearly half of home buyers this spring say they're looking for a home priced at or under $200,000. Right. Yeah. No, that's totally what I'm experiencing. That is not great news for McMansions no. and, and for high-end properties. And what I'm actually seeing is those kind of larger homes are actually priced. They have to go come down, and they're priced just above, you know, a really nice, updated, smaller, I call them rancherinos. You oh, know? I like that name. <laughs> a little rancherino. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's all your home needs. Or, I'm sorry, all your family needs. Um, people want more minimalist lifestyles. They don't want to be tied down to a mortgage. They want to be able to travel and do things for their family and things like that. Um, so, yeah, they don't feel a need for the McMansions. They don't need, you know, that kind of level of home. Just 6% of spring shoppers say they're looking for a home at or above $750,000. That's such a small number. Yes. That's such a small number. Yeah, they're looking for more community, um, but also they still want to entertain in their home. Um, I actually have been seeing a need from my buyers. They want, um, even if some of them want a movie theater in their home because, um, you know, they, they want to have a place where they can um, gather and entertain friends and, and things like that rather than going out. I was in a home yesterday, mm-hmm. really nice home, 3,100 square feet, and they really made great use of the square footage. Yeah. And there is a dining room that is basically its own room, door shut, and you're just in the. And so that seemed a little bit weird mm-hmm. for my clients. And then uh, off the kitchen, they had a nice island, like a uh, an L-shaped uh, granite countertop. And on the other side, um, about 20 feet across, was this other sort of sitting room. And, and what these people had done was they put these big lounge chairs in there, really nice leather chairs. Which led right over to the slider, and they had this gorgeous outdoor patio. Oh, so you could look at the view. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. and then all, both of the – there was two different patios, one up on the pool section and then one right outside where, you know, the, the picnic tables and everything were. And, it, I mean, this was clearly a house where it's all about entertaining. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, it's Connecticut, so maybe from May to August mm -hmm. is about all the time you're getting in that house as far as, you know, really being able to take advantage of the pool and everything. Um, they had a fire pit outside and everything. And so it just, it seemed like to me, because my clients were a little confused as to, like, why that room was what it was in front yeah. of this, this little... It seems uh, like an odd yeah. room. And I said to him, it just seems like it's a, an extension of, you know, once you got to start coming inside come September, October, I'm going to oh, sit right here, right. and, and I'm still looking outside. So you're kind of outside. You're kind of outside, because yeah. you're kind of looking, and you're still sort of enjoying the backyard. Because that's pretty much what you're going to deal with in Connecticut in between seasons. Yes. You want to kind of be outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, our our summer season, I mean, I have I have a pool and a nice outdoor patio, and I feel like I don't I don't enjoy it yeah. for much of the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's mostly maintaining and cleaning it for yeah. those four months. So... Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, and, and again, I, I think, you know, what are a lot of people looking for, you know, what I've seen over the last mm -hmm. few years uh, is definitely different. I remember when people wanted the biggest house they could afford. Right. And now. Do you remember? I think it was when they revamped Arrested Development on Netflix and there was like that bit about just so we have it. You know, yeah. and they were like buying a house and it was like, we need a guard house for our guard house just so we have it. And I've been in real estate for seven years. So I think I kind of missed that just so we have it. Yeah. You know, but I re I remember it. You know, I remember that was like totally how people bought houses. That totally was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's totally how I bought my house mm -hmm. when I bought it was what's the biggest one I could afford. Right. Uh, and still stay within my budget. That, You're going to give me how much money? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so things are and, and that's good. It's important to know kind of, kind of going forward that, uh, you know, people are just looking for a nice little home. Yeah. Minimalist um, fits their family. Rancherino. Cool. There is a new leader as far as the largest real estate firm in the United States of America. Mm. 2018, by the way, was a really good year in the real estate business. The nation's 500 largest residential real estate brokerage firms closed more than 3.2 million residential sales transactions last year. Uh, there were 297 firms recording more than $1 billion in residential sales. I think it's safe to say hmm. uh, there's still money to be made in real estate. Most definitely. That, uh, And they say it all the time. No matter what, you know, people are always like, What's, is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? How's the market these days? Should I put my house in the market now? Should I wait till the spring? I will tell you this, just uh, now that the spring market sort of hit here, I've seen such a uh, a nice influx of really nice high-end homes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, which is which is fantastic. But uh, they're, they're, business is never slow if you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair to say. Uh, so Home Services of America was named as this year's largest residential brokerage uh, firm in the country. Uh, taking over from the former champion NRT, that according to the 2019 Real Trends. I'll tell you something funny. I went through this list, and mm -hmm. I saw number 13 on the list was William Ravis, mm -hmm. which is a Connecticut-based company. Yes. I saw Remax on there. Uh, They're huge. Uh, somewhere. Like, all of the rest of the top 20 list, yeah. I had never heard of any never of them. Heard there of was them. no Century 21s. or That's it was so interesting. All, Keller I, Williams? No, no, I didn't see Keller list. Williams on there either. No, it was weird. I mean, yeah. other than Remax and Ravis, which what, also there, surprised me. What about me. XP? EXP? No, no. I don't know. No, no. I don't remember. It was all companies I had never heard of, yeah. sort of like NRT and Home Services of America. I know Home Services of America, yeah. But, yeah. um, because oh, a lot of the, they do a lot of the, um, 
foreclosures. Okay. That's what well, it is. Yeah. Makes sense makes why they'd sense. be doing so well. Right, 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 right. <laughs> now, uh, this this past week, uh, a very interesting story came out. And, and I know you, you know this story pretty well. Uh, uh, an ex-Fox and Friends host has been indicted. Uh, Clayton Morris, if anybody uh, knows who this fella is. Has anyone subscribed to his YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> if you have, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Uh, so he's been sued in federal court in Indianapolis for what one attorney calls a Ponzi scheme of property investment. Morris and his local associate, Burt Whalen of Ocean Point Property Management, are alleged to have misrepresented the conditions and rentals of distressed properties to at least 35 out-of-state buyers who were first enticed to invest in Indianapolis real estate by the XTV personalities web-based seminars. I always get super suspicious when I see people pitching stuff like that mm -hmm. because it's the old too good to be true thing. It usually is. Usually is. In these lawsuits, the buyers claim that they bought vacant lots that just never got developed. No. He had just, promised yeah. to do that and it never actually happened. Uh, these properties did not match the descriptions that were given. Uh, and that one was so severely damaged in a fire uh, four days before the sale uh, to an unsuspecting California investor. Uh, so weird. Yeah. You know, listen, it, it's unfortunate. And I there there aren't and, and haven't been a lot of real estate scandals, mm -hmm. which is good because in most businesses, I think you're going to run into that a good deal of time, you, you know, where where when there is an opportunity for somebody to take advantage, they're going to do it. Yeah. And and it's really unfortunate, you know, that that people would take advantage and hold a real estate seminar and try to get people to sort of fork over money with the promise of something when, you know, and I'm not even talking about just the president or whatever, but just, you know, in general, that, that that's a thing that people do. Yeah. You got to be careful. And, and I think above all, you really got to do research. You got to ask questions. Uh, and, and if you're asking questions, Abby, right, you're not getting the answers you seek. Red flag should start to go up. Yeah. See, here's my take. You really have to make sure. Um, that you align yourself with a real estate professional, the correct professional, or, or in every sort of endeavor, you need to be aligned with a professional, not just a television show host. <laughs> yes. Again, I think anywhere where something seems too good to be true, yeah, there's a, there's a good bet that well, yeah, that's the case. And good thing, Joe and I, we are professionals. That's so exactly are, what you want. That's what yeah. you need, and and we would certainly here we are. be happy to take you up and 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 uh, and give you our award winning service. Once again, you can catch us on Instagram. I'm Joe Aguire six two nine. She is Abby B Realty. You can check us out on Facebook, the Closing Time Podcast page, or visit closingtimepodcast.com. Now, something happening here in Connecticut, uh, and it's happening in a lot of states around the country. I believe. Uh, just under 20 states at this point. And Canada. And, of course, the entire country of Canada. Mm. Recreational marijuana. Now, a legalization bill passed a big vote this past week, 10-8. Uh, it's one of three bills right now in Connecticut that could lead to the legalization and regulation of recreational marijuana. And just to give you an idea, if they legalize recreational marijuana, you can't drive and smoke a dube. 
You can't go to the PSA. park no, and yeah. do bong hits while family. It's you'll get arrested for that still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the actual possession part that would be legal. Uh, now, I know a lot of people who don't know much about marijuana or people who use marijuana immediately make assumptions, and that's what's happening in the Connecticut legislature that it's going to lead to rampant crime and you know riots or whatever whatever it is that they think's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that mostly. Mm-hmm. So, this is important. Uh nearly 10% of realtors reported an increase in property values located near marijuana dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Uh people are not afraid of this no. for the most part. Uh, this new report discusses the impact of marijuana legalization on residential and commercial real estate. It was released during a session titled High Times in Real Estate. Clever. A little play on words Clever. there. Love nice it. job, NAR. <laughs> now, according to this report, when it comes to the impact dispensaries have on nearby residential values of properties, more than three quarters of members in states where marijuana is legal in some form had not seen any sort of change at all. I'm surprised. You know, look, I think we're at a point now where I think most people understand that marijuana is not unlike alcohol. Mm-hmm. Where In what way? In moderation. <laughs> oh, right. You know, you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not advocating for anybody to smoke marijuana and get behind the wheel of a car or to smoke marijuana and go to work. But... And here's my thought. If you're a person who doesn't generally get into trouble anyway, there's no evidence medically or 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 scientifically speaking that you would be more aggressive or more prone to commit crimes. It's That's a falsehood. It's a myth. If you're a lazy person to begin with mm-hmm. and you're smoking pot, that's a different story. Right. It's got nothing to do is, with again, the actual substance is my point. This is just recreational marijuana we're talking about. We're not talking about the... The health benefits or anything like that. Or, well, sure, you know, yeah, and there and, just and there are many recreational, and and, and and you know again, I think once people kind of got over the idea of what recreational marijuana is yeah. and what it does and what the benefits are, it, it it's quickly become apparent to a lot of people, the majority of Americans at least, that not that it's not harmful, but that it's not. It's not heroin. It's not the devil that it it once was. Correct. Yeah. Correct. One-tenth of members in these same states actually saw an increase Woo-hoo. in value. See, that's that's totally what I would expect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 12 to 14% uh, reported a decrease in value. Interesting. Uh, one-fifth of commercial practitioners reported an increase in property value from being near a dispensary and even more reported an increase just from being near growing lands. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe we just need a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look, there's a lot of controversial topics in this country. Yeah. And they generally start with a small group that wants it their way. Mm -hmm. And then as people sort of get over the fears and they deal with the myths and they find out fact from fiction, you're like, yeah, I guess I don't really care either way. Sure. Do your thing. And then eventually it's like 80 percent are in favor of you. And you're golden. So, yeah, it's probably going to take more time. But statistically speaking right now, marijuana is not a problem, at least in our world. No, as far as realtors and as far as sales go. Yeah. Now, uh, Redfin. I know. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> you like Redfin. Here's the problem. <laughs> Redfin and Remax have recently announced a partnership to swap customer referrals uh, between the two firms in the United States and Canada through the Redfin Partner Program. Now, Redfin.com doesn't currently promote any real estate agents in nearly 5,000 U.S. postal codes. Remax agents will look to fill the void in those markets. Uh, Redfin also announced that in Canada, it'll be partnering only with Remax. Uh, the brokerage launched the Canadian real estate research site there in February. Redfin surveys a partner agent customers to make sure that they were satisfied with the referral. And any partner agent who received low marks, you get booted right out of the program. Yeah, it's really strict. Uh, it's a two-year deal, and then they'll sort of reevaluate and decide whether or not to continue on with that partnership. Yeah. So here's the thing with Redfin. Um, I feel like I'm going to say that a lot. Here's the thing. Um, so they're a discount brokerage. Right. So they promise, um, you know, a cheaper uh, way to sell your home. Um, you know, traditional brokerages, they cost about 6% to use a traditional brokerage. With Redfin, they say it's 4.5%. Um, and the way that they can get around that is because they pay their agents less. Um, but what I'm seeing with this partnership is that they're actually not discounting the referral fees for those REMAX agents. So they really understand um, that using a licensed realtor is really worth their fee. So they see the benefit. They see what's going on there, which is great. So yeah. people are using you know, the Redfin site. Obviously, people are on there. Maybe not so much in Connecticut. I've actually heard a couple of stories recently um, of Redfin agents out there. Um, but throughout the country, you know, the Redfin has its merits the, you know, with their lead generation, uh, with their website that attracts buyers and sellers. Um, so, but I'm happy to hear that they're kind of letting up on the whole discounted broker thing with this Remax partnership. Remax partnership. Well, right, cheaper, cheaper doesn't ever generally mean better. No. And, you know, we talked in in our first episode about you know just sort of that price structure of the of the six percent. Yeah. And you know, look, there's a lot of firms that aren't very flexible when it comes to that, or. Uh, I worked at a place where you had to literally get written permission from the owner <laughs> for anything under 6%. Um, it, it This seems like a, a like a pretty good deal, a pretty good system yeah. all in all. I'm not um, worried. Yeah. Well, look, I no. mean, again, you know, everybody's trying to get in on the real estate business, yeah. whether it be Zillow and, or, or Redfin. And, and I think... You know, I think you're going to see more agencies looking to partner up with these different sites and these different services. It just makes sense. I mean, they're they're good marriages. Mm -hmm. You know how long they last. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it it's like with sports and free agency. You know, you go here, you try it out for a while, and you go somewhere else. And so, I think you're going to see a lot of that uh, over the next couple of years uh, as they sort of all sort out. Uh, you know, th the best way to go about these processes. Yeah. So, should be interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see how that goes. Once again, you can visit our website. It is ClosingTimePodcast.com. Closing Time Podcast, you can find on our Facebook page. Make sure you like it there. You can follow us on Instagram, Joe Aguirre 629 and Realty. And as I, I mentioned earlier on, uh, you and I are partnering up. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to start doing our real estate business together. It's something that you and I have been talking about for 
I feel like a couple of years now. I know. Um, things happened, you know, in, our, in our, both of our personal lives and our business. Yeah. Professional careers. Um, but I think now is the time. Yeah, it certainly is. And again, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the real estate business is doing well. The spring market really has just hit here in Connecticut. Most definitely. Um, both houses I showed yesterday were on the market for less than four days. Oh, wow, really? They literally had both just are popped up. Are they still on the market today? They are still on the market today. Is that because your buyer bought them? My buyer did not buy them. Oh. And this was one of these situations where the house was almost too perfect. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, uh, and I know I sort of told you a little bit about this earlier, but I'll, I'll sort of tell the story. You know, we went to these houses, and I, I explained to my clients that they're in a price point uh, – between three and three fifty, mm -hmm. and I said, "Look, I don't think that you need to necessarily compromise on anything." And and the, you know, they're looking for a bigger house mm -hmm. with a little more room in it. At the end of the day, and now suddenly they're interested in a pool, <laughs> mostly because I told them I could teach them how to do it for cheap. Okay, because I know to how take to take care do of that. a pool. Yeah. Yeah. If you need advice on pools. I'm an expert now. Okay. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm no. not an expert. But I know some of the tricks of the trade. And Are I you going to start I your own YouTube you. channel? Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe that's the route to take. But we went into this house, and this is the first time we went into a house where it wasn't like, and these, and when, you know, a lot of the times when you hear clients say things like, I'll just blow that wall out, they're not buying that house. No. They're not blowing anything out. No. They're not doing that. They're not adding a room. That's typically the kiss of death where I'm concerned. When I hear people start talking about redesigning the structure of the home. Well, if like, they've never done that. it before. Right. Because reinforced beams, those are really expensive. <laughs> yes. You know, Mike, this client, he happens to be very gifted. Mm -hmm. uh, he can pretty much do everything. Um, they've got some money, so they paid to get some stuff done. They've done some, some stuff themselves. And uh, we're in this house, and it's perfect. And there's nothing to be done. Yeah. And they started finding things that they would redo anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the price became the issue. Right. And I thought, the house is perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's been comped. I mean, both houses we went to were within. You did the comps. You did your research. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the price is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, I have been talking to them for several months about waiting until the spring market. We were looking all through the winter. And. They're not in any rush to sell. They don't need to sell. Mm -hmm. They'd like to. They did so many renovations on the uh, a house that they initially bought from us just a couple of years ago uh, that in comping the house now, the value has gone up tremendously. What a Cinderella story. Oh, it's great. Uh, and it's one of those things where you rarely see that. Mm -hmm. Rarely do you renovate a house and, and, and see such a big increase. So you they know, made Mark, all the correct decisions, right. all the right choices. I, I got to tell you, uh, she's a paralegal in mm -hmm. a law firm, the wife, mm -hmm. and the greatest client I've ever had in my life because yeah. this is a person who, you know, you do your due diligence for your client. Almost definitely. She does it too. Oh, I love it. She generally scoops me on stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, I've never had anybody like that. She's absolutely amazing. They do the drive-bys? Oh, they do. They're love amazing. It. They do the and then And then they're like, hey, you know, we, we saw this place. We think we want to take a look at it, and then I set up the showing, and we go. Are they the kind of buyers that show up 15 minutes early? Um, and then you're in this constant <laughs> battle on who's going to be, like, first? <laughs> they almost always get there before of I do. Of course. Uh, I actually set it up yesterday so I could get there first just because they were Good. at a dance recital. You got to get so, there first. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's how good these people are. So, uh, again, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about them because they're wonderful people and they're probably listening to this. And that's fine, too. (laughs) But I really feel like and we went back to their house afterwards to talk because the last house was for sale by owner. And guess where the owner was? In the house? Sitting on the front porch with his wife drinking some wine. Oh. I'm just going to put this out there for anybody uh, who wants to be a for sale by owner. Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta leave the property. You do. You gotta leave the. It they were gets a cute couple. Weird. Cute couple. They sat on the front porch. Nice little porch up front. A couple of glasses of white wine. It was a gorgeous day. My clients did not like that at all. Yeah. They did not like it. Because you can't talk freely. You yes. gotta put that smile on. It just, it's another um, weirdness that and does I, not need to be there. I didn't introduce them and I did it on purpose. Of course. Because I didn't want my clients to feel obligated to talk to those folks at all. Yeah. Because it's an awkward spot to be in. And I didn't know that was going to happen until literally, and I'm glad I got there a couple minutes before them, because they didn't know that until we got there. Yeah. That they were staying. I mean, I'm all about warm and fuzzies, um, but it just adds, it's another little pressure that's unneeded. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're you're already super concerned because you're out. I mean, you're making the biggest investment of your life. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want is... Maybe the only thing worse than having uh, an, another agent in the house is having the actual seller there. Yeah. I also, at the first house we saw yesterday, there was an agent literally finishing up when I when I got there. And another one came as soon as our time was over. Oh, yeah. So any oh. signs that the spring market's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's up and it's running. And, and, I mean, I saw a lot of action. I saw a lot of open house signs yesterday. Uh, definitely seems like a, a very lively spring market here in Connecticut, which is very exciting. Yeah, I feel really bad for all the open housers today, all the agents sitting in rainy open houses on this Sunday. Yeah, uh, this particular weekend, the mm-hmm. Saturday open house was that, definitely yeah. the right call. That was the home run. Make sure you check us out uh, again on Instagram. We want you to follow us, uh, Joe Aguirre six two nine or Abby B Realty. You post all sorts of great stuff. You, you're a big Instagram oh, person, and I know uh, you know there are some other podcasts out there, some other real estate podcasts, and you're into a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of podcasts. I just hadn't done a real estate podcast, and that was also sort of what got us doing a real estate podcast. Seems like a really good idea, a chance to get out there and and and. Network with other agents, which I think is so important. I love it. I was actually had the chance to network with some agents on Tuesday. I went to New York. Um, I actually met with LinkedIn. Uh, I was invited by a really great loan officer, Don Valentes. Um, he is wonderful uh, from Guaranteed Rate Affiliate. And um, he invited a whole group of lovely agents uh, from the greater Hartford area. And we all went down on the train Um and we had a presentation from LinkedIn telling us why we really need to utilize LinkedIn uh, to promote our business, um, to also promote the homes that we're selling. And it's true. Um, you you know, you hear a lot of agents talking about how they pay for boosting ads on Facebook or Instagram. And it's because of those algorithms. You know, they keep you down. Yep. And I think you experience this as well. When you post things on LinkedIn, there is no crazy algorithm. They want you to post. So they're going to push you out there to as many people as you can. So your posting on LinkedIn is doing way much more for you than your post on Facebook or Instagram. It, it, I'll tell you, honestly, it, it had surprised me up until you even told me that. Because yeah. I've been using LinkedIn every time. You know, I do. I host several different podcasts. I produce a bunch of podcasts as well. And the action I get on LinkedIn is 
I mean, it, it, it it's less traffic than Facebook, but the percentage mm-hmm. of, you know, my my network that is seeing it. And I found myself in roughly 200 searches a week at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's I really do like LinkedIn a lot. I think it's the professional networkers network. Yeah. You know, it's it's better than Facebook in that it's professionals and people are, pro- are posting professional articles and and it, it's a great networking site yeah, I, see, I really I, do like it a lot i thought it was honestly just bef- like you were looking for a new job until you go on there but i was wrong yeah totally wrong well, that's what it used to be you yeah. know and and for me i, I you know being a, a radio and television personality i hook up on linkedin with radio and tv people and realtors mm-hmm. that is pretty much my whole network uh, they're obviously very related at this point. There's a lot of crossover there. Uh, so I, 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 it's a great site. If I'm doing business with somebody, my yes. first, the first place I'm checking you out is on LinkedIn. And what do we want to do? We want to do business with somebody. We are interviewing for the position to sell someone's home every day. Right. So if they are going to hire us, they're going to find us on LinkedIn. That's right. Because that's my professional Blew my mind. resume. Yes. And here's the thing. I can pass for a millennial. So that's my excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. Or I thought that was my excuse as to why I'm all about the Insta and YouTube and whatnot. Um, But no, when I went back on LinkedIn to kind of freshen my resume up, I saw like legit millennials on there. So I was wrong. Yeah. They're there. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Don. (laughs) <laughs> see yeah everyone wants to dog those millennials yeah right yeah yeah it's easy to do <laughs> closingtimepodcast.com is our website you could check out the facebook page closing time podcast once again uh, abby and i are joining forces and, and we are you know uh we we're, we're friends we like each other we've been working together for a few years we've been talking about this for a few years we're interested in what the what the things to look out for uh issues that we should be concerned about now things that we you know, maybe she'd be hashed out clearly. I guess that's the sort of things that we'd be looking for yeah. advice-wise for people. So if you're in a team or you were on a team and you're like, don't do it, it's the worst idea ever, mm-hmm. uh, head over to the Facebook page. Yeah. I hope yeah. nobody says that. Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Abby, don't, don't do, do it. it. No, I think it's going to be great. Actually, um, you know, in speaking with other team members, um, I think it's great. You know, um, building your brand as a realtor can be difficult, especially if you're doing it on your own. Um, And more power to you. I've been doing that for seven years um, and I love it. But also it's kind of isolating and being a social person as I am, um, I kind of need a team. You know, and I feel like our office, you know, we have a dedicated group of professionals grinding it out every day. Um, Great energy in that place. Great energy. Love it. Um, And but I need kind of someone on my side a little bit more. And I'm so happy that you're there. I'm so glad I get to be on your side. I'm so excited. It's such an honor. I'm really I'm so very excited about it. I'm very excited about our other endeavor, the podcast. Mm. And we're actually about to go uh, 
and and go on our first shoot together. We're gonna go do a little uh, little video shoot. We gotta go. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we do gotta go. So we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. I gotta fix my hair again. Check us out on Instagram, <laughs> Joe McGuire six two nine and Abby B Realty. Make sure you like the Facebook page, Closing Time Podcast, and visit our website, closingtimepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening to episode two of the Closing Time Podcast. I'm Joe McGuire. She's Abby Bro. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.